0: Tonight is study number 35 of Revelation chapter 11. And we're going to be reading Revelation 11, verses 18 and 19. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth, and the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there were seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. We're continuing to study Revelation 11, and we've come to the sounding of the seventh angel. The third woe has been pronounced. It is Judgment Day, and it is a time of... Uh, great victory for the Lord Jesus Christ. The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord. All of those that he has saved, typified by the 24 elders, are falling down before him from their thrones and worshiping God. It is a glorious time for the kingdom of heaven. It is a time when God's people are giving him much glory and honor and praise. And yet we then come to verse 18 and we read, this is not the case with the people of the world, the unsaved inhabitants of of the world. It says, the beginning of verse 18, and the nations were angry and thy wrath is come. And we can understand that the people of the world do not like to hear about the wrath of God. They, they did not appreciate. They, they did not like it all that there was such a major campaign, an unprecedented campaign that was putting the message of judgment day right before their eyes, before the eyes of the nations of the world and, uh, practically there was nowhere they could turn without seeing it. It was unheard of. Nothing like that had ever been done before in the history of the world. And for one thing, the technology that permitted that kind of thing to, to be done was not available, of course, for, for most of the world's history. Only until relatively recently over the last couple of decades could technology exist where some faithful individuals uh, banded together in a ministry like Family Radio, like Family Radio was, Family Radio was a faithful ministry that God raised up to accomplish the purpose of sending forth the gospel message Over that last about 17 years of the latter reign and to warn the world of the approaching day of judgment. And, and, and so the technology of radio and, and, uh, satellite broadcasting and internet and uh, many other areas was made available by God at exactly the time it would be needed to reach masses of People, huge numbers of people from uh, the, the many nations of the world, billions of people. And, and so God had his people go forth one final time with that tremendous effort as God stirred up in them and, and moved them to will and do of his good pleasure. And they did carry the message far and wide, and the world couldn't look away. They couldn't turn to the left, there it was. They couldn't turn to the right, there it was. They would walk down the street, and there would be one of God's people, or at least someone God was using to do his work. There would be an individual with a gospel track, May 21, Judgment Day. And the person would shake it off and continue walking down the street. And by the time he got to the end of a corner, a bus would come by with plastered in big bold letters, May 21, judgment day. And, and I'm sure he would look away and, and then get on the train. And when he got off downtown, there would be more people, more of those that God was utilizing, sharing the message. Or uh, he would get off work and drive home. And while driving down the highway, there was a billboard, May 21, 2011, Judgment Day. It was bringing a great consternation. There there was tremendous troubling of mind. The world functions apart from God by suppressing the knowledge of God. They suppress the information written upon their heart. They distort the information that the heavens declare, revealing God. They they pervert by infiltrating the church during the time when the church had the spirit of Christ within, and, and Satan used unsaved people to enter into the congregations as his emissaries, to change the gospel, and and so forth. The, the world does not uh, operate very well when the true message of the Bible is before its eyes. It, it cannot um, function as the world likes to function in ignorance, in darkness, in, in, in falsehood. The world operates on uh, a level, on a plateau, in, in the realm of deceitfulness it it works when everyone is in agreement uh, that these vain things that we're pursuing are the only important things these are the the objects that we want before our eyes we we want um, the glories of men we we want sports we want movies and entertainment we want the 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 arts and all these things—they're of of no real importance. the The only real important thing is the word of God, the Bible, and man's relationship with Him. And the world pushes that aside, and 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 covers it over, and dismisses it, and runs from it, and and uh, it hates the light and it loves the darkness. But what happened was that there was. Or there came this, this time when they could not suppress these things. Uh, the will of God was, put it before their eyes. They are to be warned. God commanded his people, blow the trumpet, warn the people. And, and no matter what kind of reaction, the people of God were obedient to God and they did sound the trumpet and the world was warned and this um led men to be angry many people were angry they they didn't like this they they could not operate in that darkness as usual the the world just cannot get along with the light shining so brightly and so consistently And in so many places at once. And so this brought the nations to anger. The nations were angry. And thy wrath is come. One other thing, one other thing about the nations being angry before we move on to discuss the wrath of God is come. And that is there, there's an interesting verse that may relate to this also. When we look up anger or, or angry in the Bible, um, overwhelmingly, what we're going to find is man provoking God to anger. that That's how uh, we'll find in the Old Testament or New Testament the the word angry or anger is most often used, and uh, we we also read, uh, God's anger is finally kindled towards mankind many times. That's another way that we'll find this word anger used. It's, it's fairly rare where we read of man's anger. It's not that men uh, don't get angry, but it's just that God is not all that interested in man's anger. He, he tells us not to get into anger or, or wrath. And he, he does say in Ephesians chapter four, in Ephesians four, verse 26, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. And that, that's interesting because in our verse in Revelation 11, the nations were angry and the nations are made up of men, of people, and God, in the context of Judgment Day, and Judgment Day began on May 21, 2011. In the context of Judgment Day, the nations were angry. Well, what else happened on that day of May 21, 2011? It was the end of the 23-year Great Tribulation period. And the Bible tells us immediately after the Tribulation of those days... The sun is darkened and the moon does not give its light and so forth. And that means that the verse we're reading in Revelation 11 verse 18 that tells us the nations were angry is being stated at the point when the sun was darkened, which uh, the, the sun going down um, means it's no longer shining. Of course, that you know, with that statement, in Ephesians, God is giving us a, a a very wise principle to live by in in our everyday lives. We we should never allow anger to fester, and and to uh, boil in anger, and to hold grudges and and maybe not today, but I'll get you. And then weeks later, months later, and with some people, it's years later. They're still angry. at at a person for something they did to them. No, that's never to be, and God does not allow that uh, for one of his people were were not to indulge in that kind of anger. So, yes, that's a, a good moral principle to live by, but it could also be when God says, let not the sun go down upon your anger, that that means do not um respond so as the world did to the message of the gospel that you're angry with God and when someone's angry with God that's not a good position to be in or a good place to be in because when God brought the message that judgment day is coming judgment day is coming the the right response is one of brokenness and and of uh, humility or fear and, oh no, uh, let me go to God. Let me fall on my knees and cry out, uh, oh heavenly father, have mercy on me. That was the proper response. But if someone's angry, of course, they're not going to do that. Or if they do, it, there's no sincerity in it at all. And, and it's anger is more of a proud reaction. It's, it's a arrogant reaction. How dare you put this message before my eyes? How, how dare you to talk to me even of a God and, and that there's a judgment day. I don't even believe in God and, and I don't believe in your Bible. I don't believe these things. And you see how that's not going to lead in, in the direction of somebody falling to their knees and, and being broken before the Lord and, and so the, the nations were angry at the point when the sun went down or the sun was darkened. And, and now we can maybe see when God is saying, let not the sun go down on your wrath. He's saying, do not let the day of salvation pass you by. Do not let the time wherein there is potential to be saved to uh, to elapse and and for the dark night to come for the night in which no man the lord jesus christ can do the work of salvation and uh and uh sorrowfully tragically that's what's happened here in revelation 11 it, it's judgment day it, it's the spiritual night and the light of the gospel has ceased to shine. The sun has gone down upon the wrath of the unsaved of the world. And, and for man to involve himself in anger and wrath is sin. So they are caught in their anger. They're caught in their sin and they have no savior for it. Okay, let, let's think about this phrase and thy wrath is come. The nations were angry and thy wrath is come. We know that judgment day is a time when God pours out his anger. He, he is angry with the wicked every day. We read in the Psalms because of sin. Sin is is not an innocent thing it it's not something that goes without a response from God now God is or has been long suffering extremely patient with sinners with those that have sinned against him transgressed his law but none should interpret God's long suffering as though he he uh, is really not all that concerned, or he, he doesn't care about the fact that man is sinning against him and his law. No, God has determined there is a time and a season for everything, and there is a time for judgment, a final judgment of the world, which comes to pass as a result. Of the sins of man and, and mankind has continued to sin. And so God brought the day of judgment to fruition. He, he began judging the world on May 21, 2011. And at that point, he ceased to be long suffering. He ceased to be patient. Shutting the door of heaven is an act of wrath. It's an act that is performed by an angry God. Thy wrath is come. Now, much of the Bible speaks of God's wrath to come, a future wrath, a wrath that is off in the distance. For instance, in Matthew chapter three, in Matthew three, verse seven, It says, "...but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come?" That that is a future wrath, a wrath that will come one day, the appointed day, according to Acts 17. The Lord has appointed a day in which to judge the world. And for uh, thousands of years, God's wrath was spoken of in the future as something to come. Remember back in uh, Zephaniah, in Zephaniah chapter 2, which is just a wonderful uh, passage where God says in verse 1 of Zephaniah 2, Gather yourselves together. Yea, gather together, O nation not desired, before the decree bring forth, before the day passes the chaff, before the fierce anger of Jehovah come upon you, before the day of Jehovah's anger come upon you, seek ye Jehovah, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness, it may be, He shall be hid in the day of Jehovah's anger. You see, there is the gospel call beckoning men to boldly go to the throne of grace. There is where blind Bartimaeus comes in crying out, Thou son of David have mercy upon me before the day of anger comes there is where men could beat upon their breast and say god be merciful to me a sinner and and there in the day of salvation before jehovah's anger is uh, executed before the day of judgment has arrived before the wrath has come then at that point Go to the Lord and, and yes, seek Him and beseech Him for all your worth and cry to Him day after day after day and let no one shut you up. Let no one tell you to stop crying for mercy because you were correct. You were, you were doing the proper thing in the proper season. But once the day comes when the wrath of God is is now being poured out into the cup and being given to all of the inhabitants of the earth to drink. Where where the indignation of Jehovah is upon the people of the earth, well, now it's completely inappropriate, completely out of place. It, it is not the proper time and season. it it will do no good. Now is the time when a great gulf is fixed, and they that would pass from hence to you cannot. Now is the time when those that knock upon the door are turned away by the Lord himself. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, I never knew you. Now is the time when the door shuts and... Nothing will ever open it again for a sinner who is in his sins and and judgment has come. Thy wrath is come. It is here. It's not off into the future. Just because God began to bring judgment spiritually does not mean it's not judgment. Judgment day is now. And therefore, all of the multitude of Scripture, all of those many verses that people are going to and saying, now, what about this? See how here God encourages us to go to him and and cry for mercy, or see over here where salvation is mentioned, or over here. What of all these verses? They no longer apply they no longer apply they have as much application today as all of the many hundreds of verses in the bible that talk about offering sacrifice have application today do we offer sacrifice today do we do we go all of of our males to jerusalem three times a year and and do we uh, do we go to the temple and and do we uh, with the priest, offer sacrifices? No. But there's hundreds of verses telling us to do those very things. Yes, but that time and season has passed. They have no application, even though you can read them in the Bible. And God specifically commands, do this and do that, and, and take this animal and make this offering. No application. Likewise, we find hundreds of verses now that encourage sinners, go to God and, and, and perhaps He might save you. No application. Completely none. Because the time has come for the wrath of God. And Zephaniah 2 tells us that, that the time was before. Before the decree bring forth, before the day passes the chaff, before the fierce anger of Jehovah come upon you, before the day of Jehovah's anger come upon you, not after, not afterwards, and and that is the greatest um tragedy the the most sorrowful thing is mankind's tendency from esau who after the blessing was pronounced and after it was given to his twin brother jacob then sought it carefully with tears then oh how he wanted that blessing then the same blessing he had earlier despised but after the fact when it was too late, then Esau had a change of heart and then he, he desperately wanted God's blessing. Or as the spies who spied out the land and brought an evil report and, and, and caused the congregation of Israel to murmur and complain. And there was great rebellion against God's purpose to lead the captives into the land of Canaan. And as a result, God judged them. Forty days they spied out the land very well. One year for each day, due to your murmuring and due to your rebellious report. And they weren't alone, those spies. The the people quickly took their side and wouldn't even... To return to Egypt, to make them captains and return to Egypt. So God judged them and, and pronounced the 40 years wilderness sojourn. And as soon as they heard the judgment of God, as soon as they heard that report of God's wrath upon them, then they had a change of mind. Oh, we'll go up. We'll, we'll go fight. Rather than wander in the wilderness forty years, but did did God say, "Oh, okay, I'm glad you changed your mind, and and now that's settled. Let let's go to the land of Canaan. We'll all enter in." No, no, God told them, "If you go up now, I'll not be with you, and and no good will come of it." And of course, they went up and they were beaten, and and they had to then begin to fulfill the judgment of God and wander for 40 years. And there was no returning from that judgment. It had to be fulfilled. When God pronounces the judgment, it had to be carried out. And, and that's the nature of man. After the judgment is pronounced, after the door is shut, after the light of the gospel is out, after the water that was so abundantly covering the earth as the, uh, the waters cover the seas, after God's messengers were everywhere, it seems, with the message from the Bible, and, and, and after the day that they warned of came and went, well now people, now people, uh, they won salvation. Now, they want the door to be open now they want the light to shine again now they want lazarus to come from abraham's bosom with just a drop just a drop of water uh, to to cool some poor wretch's tongue that is just just give us a little hope of salvation at least the children at least the children allow for for children born during these days to become saved. And no, God, God's salvation is done. It is finished. The door is shut. The water that could provide satisfaction to a thirsty soul is gone. The, the waters of, of Babylon are all dried up in preparation for the way of the kings of the east. There is no more salvation. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over Pal Talk, Skype, Bible Fellowship's webcast audio or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.